It's quarter number two on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I am Jim Galanti along with Thomas Frank Carr. It is quarter number two. We are talking about the Penn State football players in the NFL draft. And uh, T. Frank, I, I was asked several different times uh, by listeners, what do we talk about off air in between segments? Do you want to share with our listeners what we talked about between segments this time? Fiber. Di- dietary <laughs> fiber and how uh, disgusting it is. And more more importantly, my dedication to my health and wellness that goes beyond just like taking a vitamin and goes into like I'm willing to sacrifice pain and discomfort and uh, gagging a little bit to make sure I'm healthy. So, you know, no, no, no gain without sacrifice. Right. That's that was the thing. And in response to T. Frank's healthy eating, Jim suggested a donut. So. Says a lot about both of us, T. Frank. <laughs> let's let's move on. Let's talk about uh, the Penn State football players in last week's NFL draft. What kind of fit they are for the team they went to. We talked about the top guys: Jahan Dotson, Arnold Ibikiti, Jaquan Brisker. Uh, Mostly pretty good fits for Brisker, Ibikiti, Dotson. Eh, maybe not so much for the Washington football team, which just may not be a very good organization. And that's always a tough place for a young player to go to. Yeah. But next up was Brandon Smith. He went in round four. And there seemed there was a real delineation between Penn State's top picks, the three guys in the first uh, two rounds, and then the rest of the picks. And if you want to call it best of the rest, Brandon Smith, you were talking earlier about teams drafting for potential. That's what it seems to be with Brandon Smith, and he went to the Carolina Panthers. What do you see there for him? Well, first off, the NFL controlling themselves once again. Uh, This is the same NFL that drafted Terrell Edmonds in the first round. He went to the Steelers. So he had never played a single position at Virginia Tech. He had never performed exceptionally well at any position at Virginia Tech. And then all of a sudden he's a first round pick because he's got the height, weight, speed, the hybrid ability to play as that guy to cover tight ends and be the modern NFL eraser. And that you saw how that worked. Like they didn't pick up his fifth year option and then nobody wanted him and he came back on a one year deal. Brandon Smith is that amplified times two, maybe, of, like, more potential, more physical ability, and easy 250. Like, he walks around a casual 245. So that is what Matt Rule talked about when he talked about uh, Brandon Smith is physical freak, freak athlete, height, weight, speed, everything you look for, impact player. We need guys like that on the roster. We don't have guys like that on the roster. So... This could be a disastrous fit, or this could be the best fit, and uh, this is why. They've got two starting linebackers in Corey Littleton and Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson is a longtime quality will linebacker in the NFL, so I just don't see Brandon Smith coming in and replacing that guy, which means he's going to be a Mike. 
unless like this is a long-term play for the Panthers who want him to be the backup reserve guy and then they're going to cut uh, Shaq Thompson in the future. That could also be the future. It, you know, you know, in 2 years he might switch over to the Will. But I think he's a Mike. I think at the NFL I wrote about this last week of at 250 with his speed and some of his things he can do at the middle linebacker position, you have less tight end work and you have more running back quarterback spy. That might be a good position for him in the NFL. And I compare him to two players. There, there's two roads for Brandon Smith. There's either going down one road, which is you become Fred Warner, who was almost the same player. He played the slot, that Sam linebacker role, for BYU in college. Uh, he transitioned to Mike linebacker in the NFL. He has the coverage skill, the size, the tenacity, and the intelligence. He's now the best middle linebacker in football. Or he can be Tremaine Edmonds, and I'm not trying to pick on the Edmonds family, but 6'5", 250, runs a 4'4". All the things Brandon Smith is, but the instincts never kicked on for him. Same problem that Brandon Smith had in, in uh, college that Tremaine Edmonds did. So those are the two roads I see for him if he plays Mike. And the longer he gets to learn and grow, and if he's not thrown in there, I think he can be more of that Fred Warner. But it just comes down to, do the instincts ever kick on? Does he play better in the box? Does he play with physicality? Does he not second-guess where he's going and just go? Because if he does that, he is one of the most impactful players in this draft. So the Panthers give him flexibility, and I think they give him a little bit of time. But they have to be patient because it's not happening right away. There's a huge difference also, T. Frank, between taking that guy who's just filled with potential in the first round and taking that same type of player in the fourth round. Yeah, well, the Panthers did only had like three picks, so he was their third pick. It's a he he's in the part of the draft where he needs to be a starter eventually. So it's not like they can just miss on this guy, but they do have the latitude of they picked uh, Iki Iguanu Iguanu at the top of the draft, and he's a very good football player. Um, I don't remember who they got with their second pick, but then you got Brandon Smith in the fourth. He needs to hit, so. Um, there is pressure, but not as much, certainly. The other fourth-round pick for Penn State was Jordan Stout. He went in the fourth round to the Baltimore Ravens. I felt that, or I feel that punters are often underrated, their effect on the game. But I'm curious to think, see how you feel about it, getting a punter in the fourth round for an NFL draft. Frank um so I, I I've said this on our YouTube channel I've said this at bluewhiteillustrated.com it was in my article yesterday like I don't know anything about punting I don't know anything about kicking I don't have I don't know what the drop rate is uh like what's the angle you're supposed to drop the football I don't know the leg velocity of an unladen swallow like I don't know any of those things um what I do know is that the Baltimore Ravens are a very smart organization and they're analytically driven and it comes to something that James Franklin talked about with Jordan Stout and with the going for it on fourth down. If you're not going to go for it on fourth down, what you want to do is give the opposing offense the longest field possible. And Jordan Stout does that um, because the percentage chance of scoring points from uh, inside your own 20 is dramatically lower than anywhere else on the field. Uh, so that's a good sign. And also, they're a smart team John Harbaugh, I almost said Jim, John Harbaugh is a special teams coordinator at heart. He's a smart special teams coordinator. If they think Jordan Stout is the guy, then I agree. 
I thought he was very good at his job at Penn State, and uh, I think he'll continue to be that with the Ravens, who now have two of the strongest legs in the NFL with Tucker and with Jordan Stout, and two legs that are both accurate as well. So very impressive duo there. They obviously value the kicking game. All right, let's get to uh, jump to the sixth round, which is where Tariq Castro-Fields went to the San Francisco 49ers. So this is a good fit because I was trying to find a good situation where Tariq Castro-Fields can use his length and speed without having to be a zone corner. And there's no such thing. So to, to, to say this bluntly, there's no such thing. Tariq was good. He was better in run defense in 2019. He got hurt. And he was never the same since. So he's got to regain that form. Um, but in a match zone system, which is what it is when you play cover four and you're facing vertical routes, is basically your your corners are in a pseudo man situation, like an off man situation, because they're covering deep. And if deep routes are going that way, you get these little silos down the field where they're just running with the receiver. With that in mind... Uh, you still have to tackle if there's no deep route. You still have to come up and aggressively fill if there's no deep route behind you. Um, so he's, I, I think it's a good fit, but the problem is there's a lot of talent ahead of him. Established veterans, guys who were drafted in the third round last year, and free agents. So to make the team, he's got to play special teams. Obviously, he's a six-round pick. That's the first thing. He's got to be a good gunner. Secondly, he has to prove that I'm right about the situation and that he's worthy of being on the roster and being a reserve player. Because I don't, I don't think he's has a chance to see the field in year one. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, there were two picks of Penn Staters in the seventh round. I'm lumping them together for a reason. Rasheed Walker went seventh round to Green Bay. Jesse Locata, seventh round to the Cardinals. And a year ago, if you looked at a mock draft, you might have seen Rasheed Walker going as high as the first round tee, Frank. Yeah. And you probably would not have seen Jesse Lucada's name. Yep. So, so they both ended up in the seventh round, but seem to be going in different directions. How are their fits with Green Bay and the Cardinals, respectively? Well, Lucetta at the beginning of the season, I would have said, was a, a mid-round pick. And then his offseason did not test well and kind of fell back down to where Rasheed Walker was. Um, so you're asking me the fit of both of them? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so <laughs> Rashid Walker finds himself in a situation, and I think this might annoy Penn State fans, where he could be a starter. Like, he could work his way into the starting lineup for the Packers because they do not have a right tackle. They just don't have one. Elton Jenkins, their all-pro center, was playing tackle last offseason because of injury. They did not replace anybody. The problem is that they also got a third and a fourth round offensive lineman with center, tackle, guard combination. Like, one of the guys can play everything. The other one is a guard-tackle hybrid. So for the first time in a long time, Rasheed Walker is going to have to compete for a job. And there's going to be some pressure on him to be excellent at football and not just naturally good at football and, you know, try hard. So the details, all the things that kind of made his tape muddy, the either he's on the roster and competing for the right tackle spot or he might not make the roster. So it's kind of a, it's a balancing act here. Uh, where is he health-wise is going to determine a lot of that, but I would give him a puncher's chance of being at least a key reserve for this team next season based on the situation. Or he might be looking for a new team if he does not turn the light on. And then Lucetta, uh, they talked about inside-outside versatility at linebacker. They run a you know a three-down front, um, but it's really a hybrid front where they run four-down linemen, three-down linemen, two-down, a bunch of crazy stuff. 
they see versatility in Lucetta, and as long as it's only in spot situations, which is what I think Steve Keim alluded to, like, really, he's an edge rusher, he's a run defender, try-hard guy, special teams, we'll see if he can learn to rush the passer, because they need somebody to replace Chandler Jones, they took a third-round pick to do that, but it never hurts to have another guy on your roster in Jesse Lucetta, who has a lot of really good skills, so... I wouldn't put his chances very high of being on the team at the end of uh, training camp, but I also wouldn't count him out because of everything he can do for you and the effort he'll put in to everything he does and the ability and the intelligence he has to do everything. It's interesting, again, putting those two players together. Yes, you see Jesse Lucada as a guy who will give it his all. Rasheed Walker, that's something we as Penn State fans, we questioned with Rasheed Walker. Were we getting his 100% effort, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure we always saw that. All right, T. Frank, that is it for quarter number two. Stick around. Quarter number three, we're going to ask T. Frank. This is Barbara Duran, Penn State alumna. It's been a great honor representing our alumni as a trustee. I am asking that you reelect me, Ted Brown, and Bill Oldsey. Independent leadership working to make sure Penn State provides a quality, affordable education that values success with honor. Reelect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there.